Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by my co-hosts, Light and John. Hello, hello, everyone. Hey, hey. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, doing all right. Doing good. Uh, we're going to review some blog posts today and talk about the things we found on the internet this week. The internet's very powerful. There's a lot of reading out there. <laughs> yep. There's. I'm going to start with tabletop curiosity cabinet dot blogspot.com and this is a cool a cool little article did anybody get a chance to really give this a look over yeah i did i think uh it has some interesting concepts john no yeah i've read through it for sure and it's uh this just these um types of adding or thinking about the types of conflict you're going to run into definitely is going to add a lot of uh, flavor and everything to your game yeah so the title of the actual post is three types of conflict misunderstandings incompatible beliefs and resentment and he he kind of says you know he kind of boils those down and and, and he, he goes a little in depth but in looking at it in those ways it kind of gives you a lens to approach your encounters what is this is it a, is it just a misunderstanding how are people going to react in the world and stuff like that I think it's a good blog post to read to think about the now he talks about encounters, but I think there's a renaming the encounters. Is it, is it conflicts is what they say in there? He says uh, that's what he calls it as conflicts versus as whatever combat, social or puzzle encounters. Yeah. And it, it goes into a little depth. So when you read through it, the misunderstandings are classic trope often used in Hollywood movies to create those wrong choice right before the climax that makes things worse moments and especially popular in romantic comedies. And it gives you a, a kind of a D six chart of mis typical misunderstandings. A scary looking creature inspires fear and gets treated like a monster. The creature starts acting like a monster in self-defense, perpetuating the fear. This is classic doctor who stuff. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> These misunderstandings. It's also good because, you know, in a lot of the games, you know, we're like murder hobos. So the first non-human creature you run into, you typically draw a sword and try to murder it, right? So here it gives a little bit more backstory and choices beyond the straight murder hobo style play. Yeah, it's a good little blog post. I check it out. You know, we'll have this posted in the show notes. What do we have next on our blog review today? Let's see. V Donut Valley. <laughs> dot wordpress.com did, did we do this before i think we've think done we one other do one before um and in this they look at uh, equipment um load and wealth and for me uh, it starts with i don't like bookkeeping and <laughs> i can really really identify with this and um i'm always looking for new takes on uh encumbrance on you know, tracking wealth, making it meaningful somehow uh, without getting bogged down in, you know, the minutia of accounting for every gold piece. But I, I really like this, what he came up with. He kind of uh, made it a more general scale of how wealthy you are, the kind of items you can buy at each tier of wealth you achieve. And it just, it, it takes away, you know, if you need torches, you know, pretty much anybody can get, can do that. If you want to buy a castle, you have to reach this level without really defining the gold piece value to do that. Uh, and then he also gets into encumbrance, a different take on encumbrance, which I'm always looking. I've never 
ever been satisfied with anything that I've <laughs> come across for other than just winging it and uh which is what I do. And we all yeah. Oh, yeah, your party usually ends up I've got 50 different swords back here plus I think I'm carrying a marble statue that's with gold <laughs> inlay in my backpack somewhere. <laughs> you guys still trying to drag the ark of the covenant across this place <laughs> yeah it's a good little it's a good little thing that could work for a lot of games it's worth looking at if you've ever gotten for just don't want to deal with tracking the gold and the numbers and and the encumbrance it's 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 a nice and i think a lot of people get use out of that good way to streamlining a game and make it faster and quicker we're gonna move on to the next one which is ah. Oh, uh, I think I'm going to I'm going to refer to John here on this post. You were the one that had uh, brought this. All right. So this has been popping up in the uh, Greyhawk Greyhawk resource um, Facebook page. But this guy, uh, Zach Henderson, has been doing some work to clean up the original Darlene Greyhawk map. And this is a map that was included in the 19, I believe, 81 World of Greyhawk box set. And it's probably the most famous map in role-playing games. It's just a beautiful um, map of, of Greyhawk. And what he's done is he's, it, and it was drawn as two separate maps, and it was actually created that way. So they don't even match up when you put them together exactly. Right. The hexes are kind of hand-drawn. So there's errors. Every hex is, <laughs> is a little different. So he's gone in and, and cleaned it up. And then the, this, uh, this blog post, the gentleman that does this, batsintheattic.blogspot.com, has taken and digit, uh, digitized it, I guess, giving it layers. And, you know, you can turn off the color. You can turn off the hexes. It's a nice SVG file. So if you're looking to make a giant size print for, like, tapestry for the side of your wall, you can print this puppy as big as you want for your own Greyhawk map yep. for your campaign at home. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a pretty nice resource, especially for those of you who are running in Greyhawk. Greyhawk. Scrolls for Hyperborea. Oh, interesting. So if there's any of you out there who are like me and you really loved the Fantastic Four growing up and you liked the scrolls, in your Marvel comics. And you thought I could really use that in my swords and sorcery type games. And you're playing some Hyperborea. You might want to head over to crossplanes.com. Marvel Monday scrolls for Hyperborea. And they give you us the stats for the scrolls. I'm a big fan of the scrolls. If you're not familiar with the scrolls and you haven't seen, well, they've been in movies now and they've been in comics. They're a shape-shifting alien race. And I'm going to say, you don't have to do a brand name scrolls. Like these are the scrolls. If you just liked the concept and some ideas you had of what the scrolls could do in a story or setting, there they are. You could rename them anything. They could be, I don't know, demon farts or something. You don't have to call them scrolls. Just name them whatever. Like reskinning goblins, I think we've talked about before just kind of taking the old stats and giving it a new thing. And that's a cool little stat block there that you can work with. And like I said, I'm a fan of the comics. I had lots of cool ideas that could have been done with the scrolls, given their powers and the type of stories they read. So you can weave those into your Hyperborea stories. And they had the scrolls in this edition, at least worshiping Azathoth. 
to like get back into the Hyperborea third edition uh, rule set. Obviously, in the Marvel comics, I don't think they worship Azathoth, but here, they yeah, I don't remember like that. A... <laughs> uh, yeah, they, but they would fit in fantastically to Hyperborea, just given it the setting, background, and everything. So, yeah, it's a good it's a good one to be able to use. I think it's a fun post. It's cool. Definitely check it out. And again, that is on crossplanes.com. We'll have the link in the show notes. You want to come on over to Anchor FM and check it out. What do we got next? Go ahead, John. All right. I'll take this one. This is grognardia.blogspot.com. A very famous blog in the OSR sphere. He, He came up with his top 10 illustrations from the golden age. And as we've discussed many times, uh, I'm very fond of this particular period of Dungeons and Dragons art. And yeah, he has two blog posts that just basically count down his top 10. Number 10 being the old Holmes basic, famous kind of red dragon. Very amateurish in a lot of ways, but um, I think it hits. Got Errol Otis. Um, At number nine, I do love that Errol Otis stuff. He's yeah. yeah. The expert set for the BX uh, series of box sets, skeleton track. So Donald Sutherland did a lot of these and also uh, Errol Otis, Bill Willingham. Now, Donald Sutherland wasn't Kiefer Sutherland's father, correct? No, he was one (laughs) of the original. (laughs) He did the demon cover for the original Dungeon Master's Guide. He also did the original Monster Manual cover. I believe that would be the Napoleon Dynamite cover. <laughs> oh, no. David LaForce, illustrations of his. Um, and my favorite, Dave Trampier, who did the Player's Handbook, the original one with the uh, the thieves stealing the gem out of the uh, idol's face. Yeah, so anyway, these... Um, these all hit my nostalgia perfectly and he just has a little write-up on each one which is great i'll also note that number five i don't includes includes number five (laughs) you don't remember that no okay yeah this is from holmes basic this is i can tell by looking at it this is a uh david sutherland and if you look closely at the orcs you'll see that they have pig face yeah yeah uh, which is that's what pigs uh, that's what orcs look like in dungeons and dragons in my world in my in my mind so yeah just a good little article going over some of the golden age uh, illustrations all right next we have i don't even know what to tell you this how to pronounce the actual blog i-a-l-a-t-h.com it's d10 relics for cairn we got some we got a quick d10 chart there with some crazy relics I'll just go over a few of them real quick. A dagger of returning, three charges. A throwing dagger that returns to his bear's hand if it misses its target, recharge, hit any target three times in a row. Uh, chainmail, a quick assembly, two charges, disassembled chainmail armor that instantly assembles itself into the bear using a command word. Say the command word again to disassemble it into its pouch, recharge, soak the chainmail and oil for one hour. And so on and so forth. So they got some cool relics there to use. So I'll just... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to talk about Karen's uh, relic system or magic item system. Do it. And it's uh, it's very creative. I love it. And everything it has a very specific and kind of unique purpose. And they're all rechargeable. They, they're not just your standard plus one, plus two, whatever. They all have like a real quirky 
uh, use and uh, also equally as quirky way to recharge them no normally. So I like the way they do it. Hopefully we're going to do a Karen one, sh at least a Karen one shot here in the near future. Well, I can do that. <laughs> Let's do it. And there you go. February. The man with a hammer has posted D10 bulky treasures. The man with a hammer dot Um, I like this because it gives me big wealthy treasures to offer the players that they would have to really put some work into getting. Or they may not be able to move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Either if they can't move there's always let's see how creative you can get <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, most nine times out of ten i feel that the party will just walk on past it but those that really want that treasure i'd love to see it happen rugs of exquisite color quality very bulky 10 by 10 feet if unfolded red background so that one's rugs there were a few in here let me see here what was the one a dragon carcass recently mm -hmm. slain beast still fresh has to be transported swiftly back to town to salvage as many parts as possible the smell attracts other vermin in the dungeon we if you're trying to get those pieces for the cash and the magic and all those things yeah you can really expand on that as things are going on and things want to come munch on it as you're trying to get pieces you can have fun with that <laughs> you could also i don't know if the party doesn't properly dispose of it you could maybe bring bring the dragon back as an undead dragon oh <laughs> <laughs> like game of thrones it's all over now the, the undead dragon is coming to eat you because you didn't yeah. dispose of it properly <laughs> i'm gonna do one quick last one uh, and we're kind of up on time. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Working the night shift, the other side. This is uh, the other side, timsbrannon.com. I think we've gone over this one a few times. There's a real quick uh, Santa Claus and Friday the 13th. He's got this great little uh, take on Santa with stats there. Um, pretty much to give you a horror Santa scenario with, uh, he kind of goes on to equate oh, Santa as having once been Odin and stuff like this and, uh, brings, uh, Jason Voorhees, I believe into it. <laughs> so it's very hacker slasher Santa with an interesting twist. I thought it was a quick, fun thing. That's all we have for today. If you've enjoyed the, what you've heard, Love to have a positive review from whoever you're listening. And those of you that have given us positive reviews, thank you so much. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. You can find me on the Twitter at LogarHaleCrom and keep those dice rolling. Roam high. Bye-bye.